This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Yay, yay. We're back on the block. I mean, Strick, and that is my partner, Bach. That rhyme flowed like that, and we're here to say it again. We're going to talk about Eric Chenander and that money in that pen. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Eric Chenander today. You know, he got a well-deserved raise. Uh, they they touched him up a little bit, they touched him up a good, you know, 50 grand or so uh, bonus. Uh, you know, so coming into the season, uh, he's looking to be the second highest paid assistant on the staff. The question, though, becomes, does Nebraska, if they do turn it around, are you, text us at the Sarder Heyman text line at 402-464-5685, if you have an answer to this question, do you think that if they get it turned around, are you convinced that it's due to CEO Frost capabilities, or is it just because he deserves it? We want to hear from you on the Sutter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. Also, shoot, you know, call in. Talk to us on the uh, Honda of Lincoln hotline. How about that? Yeah. So what's your thoughts about that particular question? We want to hear from you, Bach. How do you feel about Shenander's raise? And do you think if he gets it? Well, I mean, personally, I think Shenander did a wonderful job, you know, with the D. I think, I think they they played well enough to give opportunities to win. So I, I think it's deserved. And at this point, let's see what the question is. Is it because of frost or would it be because he just deserved it? What you think? Yeah. I, I've been calling for it at all off season, uh, which isn't very long, but the, the raise for, for Eric Shenander. And, and I'm really good at calling for, you know, uh, telling other people how to spend their money. So I, I'll continue to do that. Um, but no, I, I think he absolutely deserved it. Um, maybe some would say that, you, that they would have liked to see him bumped higher. I saw even a complaint on Twitter that um, he isn't making as much as Mark Whipple, but I think that that's deserved. Mark Whipple is coming over with um, coming off one of the, one of the top years in college football, as far as an offensive coordinator goes. Um, while we like what Shenander did, and, and he certainly had his 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 moments here at Nebraska. Um, you know, certainly think about that second half against Michigan State, um, containing Oklahoma and Ohio State's offense to the way that they did. Um, a lot of a lot of good moments here uh, for that defense. They still were three and nine. Now they would have been that wasn't a three and nine defense, um, but. He's not like the hottest name in college football right now. He's just had a pretty good year here at Nebraska, so I think he deserved the raise. Uh, I, I think the the one thing that I w- that I would say is that his defense 
pretty much bailed Scott Frost out and, and gave him an, a fifth year. I mean, if you didn't have that stout of a defense, if maybe you had the defense that Shenander had his first few years here in Lincoln, um, you might not be seeing this fifth year. So um, that that's kind of where I, I kind of get into that question of um, of, of just kind of wondering because it, it is all it's all very strange, right? I mean, there's there's no perfect move after three and nine that's going to make everybody happy, but um, it is it's very strange that I mean. It's a very, it's a good possibility that if if this does get fixed, then maybe Whipple is part of the reason why Shenander continuing along that side, right? And and so some of those moves would be credited to CEO Frost for finding those guys, hiring those guys, and putting them th- them in that position. I just don't know if I would be ready to say that Frost is the reason that they made the big jump. And ultimately, that's what you want to believe in for program stability moving forward. Because you know, if coordinators do well, eventually they they get picked off by somebody else or maybe even for a head coaching job. Um, but um, I guess that's that's maybe for a, a more of a long-term discussion. But it's just kind of an interesting um, way to look at the season is I don't know. It, it'll just it'll be fascinating to pick apart all the new pieces and the old pieces like Eric Shenander and try to figure out wh- which which part is integral into building this program back to where we want it to be or at least back to, you know, six, seven wins and getting back to a bowl game. Well, I think it's worth noting that we understand what it is to be a CEO, right? What are the actual duties of a CEO? I think the the, the CEO is responsible for providing strategic firing, hiring, and paying of staff, operational leadership of the company, as well as closely coordinating and working with a board of directors or athletic director, Uh, senior leadership, uh, uh, and senior leadership which could be considered in this instance, the staff rooms, the running back, the, you know, uh, the wide receiver, um, coordinators, all of that, right? Coordinating all of that. And then if he delegates well, I think one of those things, it should be some parts of it accredited to him. I think I find it very interesting too, that he has a willingness to withdraw from play calling, right? Because he's, you know, as a, uh, if your focus is, mostly on that aspect of it, other aspects of your team or your staff or your organization could falter a little bit, right? So if you totally have your eyes on all pieces of that and not have to siphon off your focus a little bit, it gives you a little opportunity to really hone in on areas of weakness, really tie in on areas that need to get better, not rely solely on you know, what is actually going, you're able to tap in, jump in, you know, peek in and see what, what's going on in all aspects of it. You try to do that, but just is not enough time in a day when you're so focused on one area and aspect of whether it be coaching the quarterbacks or, or, you know, and then to do it from the field. I, I hope that Whipple would go up top because it's such a different perspective. I mean, I watched the game. Uh, when I went to the Mavericks game, there's such a different perspective from watching it on court and seeing all of that up close and then having to shift around from referees and all of that and and getting that full perspective on what they're doing, what type of movements they're having, you know, what type of shifting they're doing. Are they dropping out of cover threes into two? Are they, you know, are they zone blitzing? And And you really can see all of those things from up top and then start to formulate adjustments and changes so i hope that whipple would go up top and 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 you know because calling from the from the field is it, it can be done 
but you most likely are going to have a plan. You're going to stick to a plan. And I think sometimes that's where it faltered. Yeah, that'll be really fascinating. And I, I'm with you. I mean, I'd love to see the offensive coordinator in the booth, kind of Scott Frost on the field. If they truly are pairing that, uh, you know, two bright offensive minds, I think two different levels yeah. of it. Could two be perspectives. Really yeah. And, yeah. And But, I mean, you also have to wonder because some of these guys, um, they kind of like – the approach that Whipple has had, um, some of the recruits that, 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 that we've heard some from so far, so maybe they'd like him on the field. I don't think I've ever seen a head coach up in the booth. Um, that would but, be odd, but, yeah, would be okay. but hey, we're I, anything to win right time. at this point. So um, it, it is interesting to see how they approach that, and and I want to see. I mean, it, it, I, I I think that sometimes we can we can you know kind of bury frost um and, and and some of it's deserved right i mean some of it they just they never were um the most sound team penalties kind of killed them from time to time uh turnovers um bad you know offensive line play certainly but you know those type of penalties pre-snap penalties they never looked too cleaned up special teams was a mess that all i mean that's all like the details the details was not there and so hopefully um you know the attention to the detail can be added when he has when he can step away from the offense and maybe developing his quarterback or or whatever was taking a majority of that focus. Um, so I, I just I, I think that they've they've that sometimes we bury them in that because sometimes the football just looks so bad. But at the same time, you got to give them credit for c- coaching up against Ryan Day uh, and Lincoln Riley and those type of names like they did last year. And despite having an awful offensive line, despite burying themselves with penalties and in mistakes made, uh, you know, mistake prone football. They were able to orchestrate themselves into those games and to play those games closely. So it is easy just to say three and nine, but you need some context in that. Is that they were, you know, they were able to to coach among some of the best young, you know, bright names in college football last year and play them really close, despite probably, you know, especially against Oklahoma in in in, in Ohio State having a bit of a talent de- uh, deficit there. Yeah, absolutely. And and well, my question to you would be, is this, where do you think the strengths are going to lie with this particular Shenander defense? And where do you think probably some of those weaknesses are going to, you know, either uh, or, or what's going to require some some coaching or uh, really training up or putting an eye on on some 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 people that they've you know been looking at to fill some of those voids? Where, where do you where do you see that? being the help for Shenander maintaining some of the excellence that he had on last year. I think you start right up the middle. I think your your two stalwarts there and Luke Reimer and Nick Henrich are are the guys that you can lean on. Two of the best tacklers in the Big Ten last year. Um, I believe they both, you know, the two top leading tacklers for your team. I think that those are the guys. I, 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 I think there should also be a bit of a fear and maybe a little bit of an expectation, if you're honest, that this defense does fall off a bit. I mean, you're losing uh, a lot there from the defensive line. Um, JoJo Doman, I mean, you, you don't – he was a second-team All-American. I mean, you just – That was what I was going to ask yeah, you, you also about guys. that replacement. Yeah, yeah, three guys in the secondary. Um, it's just a lot. So we've kind of seen this movement for Shenander in, in the team rankings and everything uh, through the first three years to building and getting better. Um, but sometimes there's just that special senior class or – you know, in this case, you know, super senior class and then some juniors. I mean, they just all came together and, and it worked well. And that's what kind of makes it interesting. Some of the, 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 the comments that we talked about earlier from Casey Thompson expecting to pass the ball a little bit more. I, I don't ideally want that to happen. All right. I, I would like to be, um, you know, kind of stay within 25, 30 passes a game um, and, and keep the run game going because I think that's a better recipe in the Big Ten. But 
if the defense isn't at the level where it was last year, you're going to have a few games where you're going to have to sling it 40, 45, 50 times a game, uh, perhaps. And with at least with Whipple at the helm, they probably wouldn't be hesitant to do that. Um, and so, you know, I, it, it's it's just it's it's going to be a collaboration of a lot of these things. I just don't know if you're going to be able to replace what you had defensively, what you had this past year. Um, and it helped it helped them stay in games. They helped it kind of carried them throughout a majority of the season. That's why it's it's vital for this offense to get going and cash in on those opportunities where they were moving the ball at the time, but you didn't have a field goal quicker and they couldn't get in the end zone. So many points left on the field. You're going to need to 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 capitalize on a lot more of those points I believe this year because I think the Blackshirt defense at least early in the season I would expect to take a step back yeah and and this is a I have a two-part uh question is as far as this is concerned what type of depth do you foresee for them up front uh any additions that could you know maybe have a stellar breakout season and then what do you what do you see as far as this particular uh defense being able to turn over you know, because I think that's where Iowa found its success. They had the ability to turn people over. Do you think that this defense, one, has the um, – what 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 type of depth and would you see on the up front? And then, two, do they, do they have any creators, somebody to turn the ball over, somebody on the rush in that can really make noise and, and, and create havoc uh, as they've had in the past? Or is it going to rely heavily – um, are, are, do you feel they're going to be a speed defense or a physical defense? You know, just some of your thoughts on those 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 typical questions. Yeah, and I, I think that, that that we it's kind of weird because at the beginning of this tenure, it was kind of the idea was we're going to be turnover a turnover prone defense. We're going to we're going to create turnovers. We might give up more yards. Of course, that was going back to the Frost offense where the pace of play was going to be so much so the defense was going to be out there more on the field. They were going to give up more yards and we were told to look at yards per play rather than yards per game. Um, but it just has not been the case. They just they, they don't create a whole lot of turnovers um, and sometimes they have opportunities. You see them kind of bouncing off their hands last year. Maybe, I mean, I mean sometimes it could just take one guy, a new guy entered into that defensive backfield equation Maybe he gets six picks, and all of a sudden your defense—you know—he's—that's he's, just a strength of his, and and your defense all of a sudden it now can create those turnovers. I don't necessarily foresee it um, for what they've had, just because what they have returning hasn't created a whole lot of turnovers. I think it's more of you know kind of uh, not Ben don't break, yeah, Ben don't break, um, or kind of just that stalwart defense. I don't like. Georgia's defense this last year, as good as it was, didn't create a whole lot of turnovers. Uh, they didn't really sack you all that much. They just didn't let you get first down too much. Yeah, they just got <laughs> up. Um, Nebraska's obviously not going to be Georgia's defense, but I think that's probably the hope, again, at least as it is now, um, because you don't see a ball-hawking player in the secondary. You don't You don't have, uh, you know, Caleb Tanner uh, it, it looks – solid and, and you bring them back and you have some of those edge rushers but they're not guys that you necessarily expect to get seven sacks and some strict strip fumbles and all that um so i think they're just gonna have to try to get off the field hopefully increase those turnovers i mean while we sit around and worry about the defense and the losses eric shenander is putting in work i mean he's lo lo looking for a way for them to get better putting in different schemes maybe to get more turnovers but just from the outside um i i think they take a step back i don't think they're necessarily 
kind of like that basketball team. I don't think they necessarily have a strength to rely on going into the year. Um, I like their – you were asking about the, the depth up front. I like their starting lineup up front. I like, I like Jordan Robinson. I like – or excuse me, um, Jordan Riley, Ty Robinson, and Casey Rogers. I, I think that could be a solid, you know, start to your three-man front there. Um, but, you know – Past that, there's not a whole lot that's proven. There, there's recruits, there's guys that you hope uh, that have developed a little bit in the program, but not proven. And that's why I think that they're, they're still going to be looking after. I expect them still to pick up another defensive lineman in the portal. They were going after Nesta Jade Silvera, but he committed to Arizona State today. Um, so, uh, I, But I still expect him to go after another guy just to, to bolster that front line. I think they probably believe in what they have behind it. It's not a huge concern, um, but it's just not what it was last year where you had – DeAndre Thomas and Ben Stilley and Damian Daniels, along with the guys that we mentioned, um, to really have an incredible two deep. And again, this, these are all reasons I think the defense takes a little bit of a step backward and the offense needs to step up and cash in on their, their scoring opportunities. Yeah, great discussion, great discussion, great points. Uh, we look forward to seeing what Shenander is going to put together and hopefully that bonus will pay off <laughs> and that yeah. upgrade. Uh, coming back after this, uh, here on, on the block, we're going to have Bruce Chubbick former Nebraska Husker and now assistant coach at South High for the Packers. We'll have him when we come back after the break. Thanks for joining us on The Block. 